Hey there, welcome to Just Godly Things. I'm so grateful that you're listening to this. We got Brittany on the episode here today. I'm back. Back for more. This is round three, I think, sis. And it's just an honor to have you here. <laughs> you just can't get enough, eh? Well, no, you know what? Honestly, I can't. <laughs> so glad to have you here. I want to just recap a little bit about what happened last year with YWAM as we were on the same outreach team together. This is may, could maybe be a part two of like the fun things I shared the last episode about me walking through wilderness. And honestly, Brittany, you were a huge part in helping me get through a really tough time. And so it would just be amazing for us to share our friendship together. And I love that. If you haven't listened to Power Shower yet, that's Brittany's story where she shares about how Jesus transformed you in a moment. In the shower. He done did it. It was powerful. <laughs> and then we went on this fun adventure together where we started living in just intentional friendship. God took us to YWAM and got to go on outreach together, which honestly doesn't ever happen. People don't usually go to YWAM and they get put on the same outreach team as mm -hmm. their friend that they come with. Mm -hmm. So that just goes to show that God had a real plan and a purpose in putting us together on the same outreach team for our band tour in the States. And so I shared in the last episode, just going through really rough times, dude. I feel just so many insecurities coming up, a lot of heaviness, just things that I thought I'd dealt with already, but God was bringing it all to the surface. And Brittany, he used you to bring a lot of things to the surface. I think one reason why though, I felt so safe in sharing things with you was because we had made a commitment to each other before outreach started that we would walk through things thick and thin together. Mm -hmm. So do you want to share a little bit about what happened tonight at Brave Love? Yeah, so Brave Love is, I guess it's like a women's group under circuit riders. And the heart of the message really is that God has made women. We're just so relational. We're so intentional. And, and we're created to be mothers. Yes. And to love those around us. Mm -hmm. And we have a voice. And as women, we're called to empower one another. And actually, women need women. We, we need, need each women. other. We need each other we in do. our lives to empower one another, to lift each other up. And that night, you were just really touched. I really was. So what had happened was, I free, I don't even remember the message that they were talking about, but I just remember that night, we had all these women gathered under this tent, and the Lord just gave me his heart for Catherine. And I could not explain it, but I was weeping. I was weeping because I was like, oh my goodness, like someone needs to champion on Catherine. Like, I don't even think that she realizes the calling on her life mm. and that she is going to need people to support her, to love on her, who are going to be in her corner, reminding her of these prophetic words that have been spoken over her. Mm. And I just knew that there was an invitation for me to step into that role. And I remember thinking too, that if all I ever did was just cheer on Catherine in the background and no one ever knew my name that that would be enough like mm -hmm. that would be an assignment that I was absolutely hands down ready to walk in and I remember telling Catherine about it that night actually and it turned into this really like powerful kind of spiritual night where I washed her feet our friend Christy was there mm -hmm. who is also walking in like a covenant friendship with her friend mm -hmm. and the heart of it really is that we want to be like Jonathan and David mm -hmm. in the Bible, mm -hmm. who their friendship and their commitment to each other were so powerful, and the Lord used their friendship for His glory. Right. That's mm -hmm. so good. You just said covenant, and mm -hmm. you think of a covenant usually between a man and a woman in marriage. They are in covenant with one another, where it's a vow before God that they're going to fight through it thick and thin. And like you just said, Jonathan and David, they had a covenant with one another where they're like, let's do this thing. I'm going to run with you. Your battles are my battles. Your victories are my victories. Mm -hmm. I'm here in your corner. 
And God just did that really supernaturally that night where you were like, Kat, I want to run with you. Let's do this thing. Let's be friends for the rest of our lives. Let's be intentional. <laughs> Let's do this. Which like, you know, bro, that's like a serious thing, you know, because yeah. people these days could so flippantly say, I'm going to be your friend forever. But then when things get tough, they run away. And the thing about it though, is like when it's on God, it's serious. And so the mm-hmm. stuff with covenant friendships, I'd never really heard about that. My oldest brother, Roman, he's been in a covenant friendship for like 12 years or something with his bestie. And it's been amazing just to see them walk together. Before I was saved, I was like, what the heck is this dude always doing at our family gatherings? <laughs> and I was like, oh, now that I'm saved, I was like, oh, they're best friends. They're like, they're just best friends. They love one another and champion each other on. So God did that that night. Yo, if you're listening to this, find yourself a friend like Brittany, who's just <laughs> literally willing to lay her life down. That's a Bible verse. It says, greater love knows no one than this, that one would lay down his life for a brother. And that's literally what you did, Britt. And so after that night, it felt like something had shifted. Honestly, you washed my feet. We were connected in the spirit like I've just never felt before. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And yeah, it was really powerful. So then, hey, all of a sudden we're going on outreach. We're like, this is going to be amazing. God's going to do so many crazy things. But (laughs) meanwhile, I was already starting to really go through it. And Brittany, the Lord used you to all of a sudden just show me all the places of insecurity in my heart. So you were fresh in the Lord and just thriving, loving him, loving others. And all of a sudden, you know, we've shared this story on just godly things before about the prodigal son who's like squandering his wealth, doing all this stuff. And he ends up running back to the dad. And the dad's like, I love you. I love you. Puts a robe on him, all this stuff. There's another brother who's out in the field who's working. And it's like, what the heck, dad? Like, you never killed the cow for me. You never did anything for me. And meanwhile, this guy left and renounced you. And all of a sudden, he's coming back home and you're doing all this for him. And the older brother was just like so offended and so angry at his dad. And then the dad's like, hey, my son, like everything I've had has always been for you. Like you could have had anything you wanted whenever you want. And dude, that season was like, I felt like the older brother. And I was like looking at you thriving in the Lord. And I'm just so jealous. I was like, what the heck, God, you're doing this for Brittany. She's experiencing freedom and healing in her heart in an instant. And I've been wrestling through these things for years and years, God. Like, what is your problem? And like I'd shared, it's because I had just a messed up foundation that I put my identity and my sexuality. I put my identity in what I was doing and the plans that God had for me. But those were the things that were manifesting. And man, Brit, in that time, it like came out rearing like a big old ugly dragon in your face. <laughs> Because I had like bitterness in my heart and so much resentment towards you. And you were just doing nothing. You were just being pure. You were like loving. You're like this little girl in a white dress, like walking down the street. And meanwhile, this other one's like. (laughs) (laughs) But you repented. So Catherine, you you talked to me about it. The thing about it though, it was so hard for me to open up to you. I remember we went for a walk in New York. It was one of our first stops in outreach. And I was like, I have bitterness in my heart towards this girl. I have jealousy in my heart towards this girl. And we literally went for a walk for like an entire hour. And I just could not confess it. I could not confess it. And then finally we get to the end of the walk. You remember this? And I shared it with you. I was like. Oh, you were so gentle about it too. You were like, say it, say it. I don't even know what I said. I think I'm jealous towards you, Brittany. <laughs> you, were so, you, were, no, you were so kind about it. And then you're like, oh. And so then it led to like three more conversations in the bathroom. But I remember after I confessed that jealousy to you, I had so much shame. I just cried for like an hour straight outside of this house. And there was like evil, man, we're going to talk about it in a couple episodes eventually, just like spirits and things that hold us down. And like, there were things that were holding me down that were so not God, like Mm -hmm. shame and guilt and all of this. And I was entrapped in it, dude. And so it was really heavy. God revealed to me, though, that I had bitterness in my heart towards you, and I repented to you, and I said sorry to God, and 
we prayed and I just felt like literally a bitter root rip out of me. Mm. And that was a really powerful moment. And uh, let it be known that the very next day you told me, mm -hmm. what did you say? I said, hey, Britt, when I looked at you this morning, I didn't cringe. Because <laughs> literally any time you'd get in the room, I just was on eggshells and I was like, I don't like this girl. I don't like this girl. Like, you'd, you'd literally pull out your phone. I can't handle this girl. Like, you would say something. Ha, ha, ha. I'd be like, what the heck is her problem? <laughs> I was just like crotchety, bro. It was oh, wow. the dark days of American outreach, y'all. Let me tell you. That's what YWAM does, bro. It's like, it's about your heart and God wants to heal you. And uh, for me, that was just a really great place to express my crotchety self and for the Lord to bring healing and another way where the Lord really 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 did that in, in that season last year was with my sexuality and so a lot of times you know we have all these memories of things we've done in the past and how do you get those memories healed you can go back in a memory from your past you can ask Jesus where he was you can feel the feelings that you mm -hmm. felt whether good or bad ask Jesus where he was and get him to heal that memory for you and other times, a lot of if you need healing in your heart, that comes through God redeeming memories. So, for example, with me, I hadn't been in this close of a friendship with a girl since I dated one, like years ago, you know. And so all of a sudden, we're on American Outreach, we're sharing a bunch of bedrooms, beds together. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, this is literally the gayest I felt in a long time. And I was like, what is going on, Lord? I was like, I thought we were so much farther ahead. Like, what is happening? And I think it took me a long time to realize, but those feelings come up and they're not actually me, but the Lord wants to redeem them. Mm -hmm. And it was my old nature that was coming in. It was something that was familiar. Oh, this was what it was like the last time you shared a bed like this and this and this. This is what that was like. So therefore that must be the same thing. But mm -hmm. God was actually, no cat, like I'm redeeming this in you in this season and it looks messy. And those feelings, you're associating them with their past but they're not the, actually the truth of who you are now in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it took me a hot minute to figure that out. And you were really vulnerable about that. I remember mm -hmm. like that was something that you confessed to the entire team, that the Lord was bringing up sexuality stuff, and that it was really tough on you because that, that was a huge part of your testimony. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's safe to say that like what the Lord was doing was that he was disassociating your memories from what your identity was founded in the past mm -hmm. and um, just showing you what the redeemed version looked like. And so as he was bringing up memories and maybe it confused you because you're like, oh, like, is there attraction there? Do I have a crush on Brittany? Really what he was doing was like, no, this is what that former relationship in your past before you were saved was supposed to look like. It was always mm -hmm. supposed to be pure totally. and holy. Totally. Yeah, this was the original design for it. Yeah, and I think it's just so important to remember, you know, whether someone listening has struggled with their sexuality or different things from the past, that actually those feelings, those thoughts, those identities aren't actually who you are anymore. That our one identity that matters is who we are in Jesus, and that thoughts and feelings might come up from time to time, but we have the ability to renounce them. We have the ability to get rid of them because of what Jesus did on the cross. And ultimately, your feelings are just feelings at the end of the day, and they're mm -hmm. not necessarily rooted in truth. But if mm -hmm. you keep reminding yourself of the truth, your feelings will eventually realign. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus died on the cross, like he died for all sins in your life, and sin has completely lost its power over you. And so where you might have once partnered with something that you weren't supposed to partner with, like you literally don't have to anymore. Totally. That's and so, so good. Yeah, with those thoughts that you had, like you literally, and that's what you started doing. You just started saying like, oh, I don't have to feel that way anymore. Like I don't have to think that way anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And you started walking out in that, and that's where your freedom really came. Totally. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. There's layers to this stuff, too, because I walked out in that stuff years ago when, you know, just superficially attracted to women. I'd walk down the street and be so attracted to someone, have a crush, this and this and this. And the Lord brought a lot of, like, basic layered level healing to me from that. But as I grew in more intimacy, which I've shared in other episodes, you know, with Paige and Jordan, there's been more levels of intimacy that I've grown in with women where the Lord has brought deeper and deeper healing, you know? And so this was, like, just that, okay, wow, this is so deep and thorough, this healing, Lord. And I think one thing that was really interesting, Britt, was... You know, I shared about how I was just like so envious and jealous and just like mad at God because here I see you thriving on this crazy accelerated journey in the Lord. Like things that I've been fighting for for years, you've walked in, you got saved, you came out of the shower (laughs) and two seconds later, you're literally walking in things that I've waited for for years and years. And I mean, we've talked about this on just godly things too. You hear someone instantly freed from depression. Someone X, Y, Z, you know, right? I'm American, see? <laughs> I'm Canadian actually. <laughs> but you know, they walk, they walk in freedom in an instant or deliverance or healing. And it's like, dang God, what the heck? And you had such a great idea of it. You know, we talked about on your episode, it's like God breaks a bone so that he can bring realignment into it. And he just broke a lot of bones in your life. Like, ding, 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 gonna cut that and just let it realign. heal, realign. Yeah. But for me, you saw a picture of me and it was like God had put braces on my teeth, which takes a little bit longer of a time for your braces to get straightened out. And so that's such a good word. I like that one. (laughs) I like that a lot. So, yo, maybe you got some realignment that's happening in your life or maybe the Lord's just putting braces on you. And it's just so important. I mean, I'm talking to myself to not be clouded by shame with all this. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why Jesus died. If you look at the Garden of Eden, it says that Adam and Eve were naked and without shame and Man, ultimately, that's the invitation that we have as believers when we believe in Jesus is to live free from shame. And that's a really powerful, powerful, powerful place to be. And I know for me, dude, I'm still just breaking free from that stuff, you know, and like experiencing freedom and vulnerability, freedom and friendships. And yeah, really, really important stuff. So, Britt, I have a question for you. How did you handle everything when I was going through all of this stuff how did you handle it in the midst of me struggling a lot looking back I really do see like the Lord's grace because I was so newly saved at the time that it really was supernatural like just being able to be there for you in the ways that the Lord had me be there for you but I also think that because we had like committed our friendship to the Lord and that there was in a sense like a vow there that like I would I would literally be there for you. Mm-hmm. It held me accountable in a sense because mm-hmm. I just knew, I knew that me loving you was me directly loving the Lord. It was mm-hmm. like unto the Lord. I think that's what really sets apart covenant friendship to maybe any other friendship is that it's not always convenient to love someone, but if there's that commitment there, like you know that like you're in it. Like there's really no giving up. Like the choice is either I'm going to love this person and create space for them to process what they need to process to mm-hmm. Even at times, like, use me as a punching bag um, Mm -hmm. because they don't know how else to process what they need to process. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to remove myself from the equation Mm because I've, like, I'm in it for life with this person. And we see that, too, like, in our walk with the Lord as well. Like, as you continue to pursue Jesus, like, he's only going to bring more healing to you. Yeah. He's only going to begin to reveal things in your heart because it's part of the sanctification process. Yeah. Which is that process of a Christian becoming more and more like Jesus yeah because he loves us you know and he doesn't want us to walk around with like undealt with wounds Mm -hmm. and trauma Mm -hmm. so he's gonna he's gonna reveal it to us and it's gonna be painful at times but 
he's not going anywhere. And because he's not going anywhere, there's like that safety and like, okay, I can actually deal with my junk and I don't have to do it alone. And I can be fully seen and fully loved and fully like received and accepted. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so the mm-hmm. heart of the kingdom, mm-hmm. like so, good. so the heart of the Lord. Yeah. And even just going back to scripture, you know, the Bible says that we're supposed to regard no one according to the flesh. So we don't actually see someone for their shortcomings or their mistakes or their issues, but you actually see them the way that God sees them. And for you, Britt, like you said, God had given you his heart for me so that you could see me. You're like, okay, you're not your undealt with struggles with your emotions or your sexuality or this or that. Sure, they're getting brought up right now, but God's actually just healing you from them and you're going to be so much more healed in your heart afterwards. And so you really had the ability to call me to a higher standard and to be like, hey, that's not who you are. That's not who you are. But I am here for you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hey, during outreach, the Lord reminded me of a song that I wrote a couple years ago. And this is so fun. I was at a Lights concert. Shout out to Lights, Canadian artist. I love her, bro. I've we just went to her, her concert in We SF. did. We went to her concert in San Francisco. Y'all, this is fun. So a couple years ago, I went to a Lights concert and I was like, oh my gosh, I used to be into girls like Lights. Like she's just so perfect and thought she had everything going on and I wanted to be here and yada, yada, yada. And God put a song on my heart after that and I wrote it and it was awesome. And then, you know, the Lord just reminded me of this song with Brittany during YWAM towards the end of it there. Actually, we're like, yeah. We're like midway. Yeah. He reminded me of this song just with all the healing that he was doing in my heart and everything. And it was really powerful. And so you were so sweet. You're like, can I record this? I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so here's that recording right now. I love it. I used to be in girls like you. Full of purpose and passion And I was thinking you could save me Make up for all the things I was lacking But now I just appreciate you for who you are All that God-given beauty Oh, you're doing it It's in me 
Because we always joke that, like, we would not have been friends if it had not been for the Lord. Like, we just, like, we have things in common now, but, like, back in the day, we just wouldn't have clicked. Totally. He, yeah. Before we knew Jesus, we would not be friends, bro. But he was so intentional, and he knew. Yeah, and honestly, if I think for me with my sexuality, it's been such a journey over these last seven now years. But, bro, it's been so worth it. Like, if you're struggling with your sexuality... Dude, it's so, the healing and the freedom that comes from Jesus is so worth it. Like, I never, ever, ever thought that I could have these type of female friendships. I never thought I could fit in with women. I never thought I could know who I am as a woman and be so just grounded in the fact that God created me as a woman and that it's beautiful and that I'm unique and that I get to be strong and all these things, you know? Like, I never thought that that would be a thing I could achieve ever, and that's all because of Jesus. And it's been a grind at times but dude I can honestly say today that I have just never felt more confident in who I am I've never felt more secure in my friendships with women or even just felt so secure in having people in my corner and being able to open up to them and grow in vulnerability and all of that like it's been so worth it and I think a lot of times we just are like oh this needs to be an overnight thing I'm gonna figure out life but man God actually loves the journey mm-hmm. He loves the process with us and we are so quick to resent it because we don't feel good enough or this or that. But coming back to that verse, you know, we don't regard anyone according to the flesh. When God looks at us, he already sees us for our original design. He doesn't see us for our shortcomings. He doesn't see me for things I'm struggling with. He's like, no, God, you're my daughter. You're covered in the blood of Jesus and you're becoming who I already see you to be. So we just get to walk in that. And when we see ourselves rightly, then it brings more confidence to us and who we are and how we believe in God and how we see the world. And so it's been such a sweet time and it's the healing journey is so worth it. It's Mm -hmm. so worth it. I don't miss my old life for a minute, you know? Another thing that we discovered just on our journey and like trying to figure out what this new friendship looked like was um, the authority that we carried when we prayed together. It was literally insane. Like we would pray in tongues, we'd interpret each other's tongues and then just declare what we'd interpreted. And then the Lord would literally make it happen. Mm-hmm. A really fun kind of testimony that we had was in New York. We were preaching on the subways and we were like, we should get a, a megaphone. We need a <laughs> megaphone because like, that'd be so much fun. Like, let's get a megaphone. Yeah, that was wild, bro. We were literally those annoying people on the train preaching the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was, was awesome. Us. It was great. <laughs> and we really wanted a megaphone. And so we asked our outreach leader, shout out to Clay. Clay and A's. <laughs> Father Claybraham. We asked him if he could pull it from the team budget. And he said to just wait a couple of days to see if like the math would work out or whatever. Mm -hmm. But literally the very next day was our day off. And we were like a block away from Times Square when we suddenly hear someone preaching the gospel on like this headset speaker thing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, let's go talk to her and see where she got that headset from. And 
dude, you roll over there and you're like, hey, we were just talking about a megaphone and how we really want one for our outreach time. And she literally, she took off her headset and was like, here, take mine. I have two. (laughs) (laughs) And so we just started preaching um, in Times Square and people were getting saved and baptized in the spirit. And it was so powerful. Yeah, that was wild. We ran into our friend on our team, Oleg, and he randomly brought his guitar that day to Times Square, was just walking around New York with his (laughs) guitar on his back. I was like, no way, bro. So... That was so fun. I was wailing on the guitar, singing to the Lord. People would come, and then you and Oleg would pray for them. And, like, God showed up, which was so cool. Mm-hmm. Just to see him do that. So fun. And to do that in Times Square, that was really special. It was COVID-ish times, so Times Square was still pretty empty. It was but so empty. Yeah, I've never experienced that before. But, dude, such an honor to be there and to preach the gospel and to worship Jesus. Even in the midst of, guys, I was like, ooh, not having it in New York, but God is good. Amen. <laughs> Uh, but there was, yeah, so many times, Britt, when we would ask God about, hey, God, what should we pray about for our team? What does our team need? What, where, where are there any holes in our team, whether it's friendships or communication or this or that? God would give us wisdom on what to pray into, and we would pray it, and it would happen. And that's the power of prayer, dude. That's when, like, your relationship with God gets exciting, when mm-hmm. you're doing it with someone else, and yeah. you're seeing God move in your day-to-day life. It's so cool. So even in the midst of, you know, struggles and figuring things out, it's still like, oh, God, you're moving. You're with us. Thank you. And just love being able to usher in God's kingdom mm-hmm. through what we pray. It's so powerful. And when you see God show up in those ways, it makes you want to pray more. You get so excited. Side note, if I can encourage you, bro, if you listening to this, if you have a bedroom with a closet, I would encourage you to turn your closet into a prayer room. A tiny little closet in your bedroom. Put a blanket in there. Put some twinkle lights. Bring your Bible in there. You know, the Bible says when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And in the last little bit, I've just been really inspired at the different Airbnbs that we've stayed at and houses that have these closets. And being on outreach, it's like you have no alone time. The only alone time you get is when you're spending time with the Lord. And at this point, I've been in garages. I've been in like (laughs) tiny bathrooms. It's like, oh, Jesus, I just need to get alone with you. But where do I go? And dude, closets are the best. They're so cool. Get a closet, make it your little war room in the spirit where you go and pray and spend time with Jesus and you cry and you just tell him how much you love him and you meet with him. It's a safe place for you and him and with no distractions. Hey, one more thing that brought a lot of clarity to you and I, Britt, in our friendship. I think, you know, we talk about trees all the time on this podcast and different trees have different types of fruit. And it took me a hot minute to get that because Here, I just see, Brittany, you're such an intimate woman. This is the line we say, you have the ministry of intimacy. So for me, it's like, I'll go and meet 50 people in one night and just kind of shoot the breeze and get to know them and yada, 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 like, you know, total mascot team player here. Whereas you are just diving into one friendship and going so deep. And, you know, even your spiritual giftings, different things like that. You and I are just so different. Like Mm -hmm. we had shared, we would not choose to be friends mm-hmm. had it not been the Lord. I'm so <laughs> grateful now. I wouldn't pick anyone else. You're awesome. But we're just so different. And what we realize is that like different trees produce different fruit. Mm-hmm. And for us, comparison, there's no point in comparing mm-hmm. ourselves to each other because we're just completely different people. And what's really amazing is that I get to pick from your fruit. And so like things that you're really amazing in, I get to like glean from that. Uh-huh. And in a lot of ways too we're just really complimentary and so we've seen the lord use our friendship over and over again to just love on people it's been so fruitful yeah it's been amazing mm-hmm. and he in that sense like if god wants to 
bring a team of people around you so that you can run with them for your, the rest of your life or whatever, <laughs> chances are they're not going to look the same as you. Mm-hmm. So it's just really smart of the Lord that if we want to do things together, we get to look different. Amen. We get to compliment each other. We do. Hey, with that being said, Brittle, you know, you've been such a great friend to me. I just have a question for you. Do you now? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> This is a big question. Should we oh have like my. a drum roll or something? Yes. <laughs> Sister, do you want to join Just Godly Things as a co-host? No way. <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> you just carry such a different outlook on life. You're so gentle, sensitive. You hit all the detailed questions. You ask people about their heart and uh, who they are instead of what they're doing. And uh, I think you could be a really good fit, my sis. Oh my gosh, I'd love to. Really? Hallelujah. Let's go. So fun. Just Godly Things, hosted by Catherine and... Booyah. You know, funny story, actually. The Lord spoke to you about this. (laughs) That brave love night. Right after you washed my feet, we were walking back to our rooms, and the Lord was like, Brit needs to join Just Godly Things. I was like, oh. And then I was like, sis, you need to join Just Godly Things. And then you're like, the Lord already told me that. Guys, let me say this too, just an FYI, you know, we talk about different trees, different fruit. Some people hear the Lord a whole lot more sooner than other people. Brittany is what you would call a very prophetic woman. She's just so intimate with God. She hears a lot of things from the Lord, like long time before I hear it. And that's totally fine. For example, we were in California this last little bit. Mm-hmm. I spent a couple months in California. And you just knew. I just, I think I spent most of the previous year telling Catherine, we're going to California. (laughs) But Catherine, Catherine is also very intimate with the Lord. Um, and she's very apostolic. And so you're the one who really executes on things. And so even though I got the word for California, like a year before you did, (laughs) you're the one who executed on it. You're like, yeah, we're going to go. And once again, it's all just complimentary. So good. So, so, so good. Yeah, so hey, wow, we got a new co-host on the old JGT. Who knows what that's going to look and sound and feel like. But thanks for joining us on this new adventure as Brittany and I walk through interviewing people together on (laughs) JGT. (laughs) So hey, can we just pray that God would release friendships all over the interwebs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus, I just thank you so much for the gift of friendship, Lord. That your word says that there really is no greater love than that of a friend who's willing to lay his life down for another so God, whatever Catherine and I carry, God, mm-hmm. I just pray that you'd multiply it right now. Yes. That you'd multiply it in the body, God. That people would commit to each other in love and prefer each other in love, God. And I pray for redemptive friendships to be released over those who once struggled with sexuality, God. Yeah. That they would see that that intimacy that they craved, that there's actually a really godly version of that. And that yeah. that's the actual original design that you're actually craving. So yeah. I just declare that over anyone who's listening, who is still desiring that intimacy with someone of the same sex, that they would realize that the Lord has that for you and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be pure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, I agree. We just declare freedom over anyone struggling with their sexuality right now in Jesus' name. God, I just thank you that we have an original design in heaven, Lord, and that you see us with that original design. So I ask for each person listening that they would know the way that you see them, God, not for their shortcomings, not for their mistakes, or sin or brokenness, but that you see them made whole and made well, God, in you. Yeah, God, I just ask that you would release fresh hope over them, God, endurance, strength, and safe, safe, safe places for them to open up, God, and to express how they're feeling, and that they would have friends who call each other higher, Lord, friends that are going to be there through thick and thin and who are committed to one another, Lord, to love each other and to help them become more like Jesus. So I thank you 
just for what you're going to do through this, Lord. We bless your name in Jesus' name.